James K. Polk was the greatest president that few people have ever heard of. He is our subject today on Abbreviated Bios. I'm Steve Yoder. James K. Polk was born on November 2nd, 1795 in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina to Sam and Jane Polk. When the day came for infant James to be baptized, Sam, a deist, got into an argument with the Presbyterian pastor and the baptism didn't happen. James wouldn't be baptized for another 53 years. James was a sickly child. At age 17, Polk had an operation to remove urinary stones. Now this is decades before anesthesia. Most people who underwent operations like this would die of infections or just the huge amount of pain involved. Polk was held down and the surgeon began cutting into a very sensitive uh, spot to remove these calcium deposits. Somehow, Polk survived the operation. He then had the energy he'd never had growing up. He would, however, be sterile for the rest of his life. Polk graduated from the University of North Carolina in 1818, where he learned how to debate in the dialectical society. After graduation, Polk moved to Tennessee to become a lawyer. He met and became an avid follower of Andrew Jackson. His political career would be supported and nurtured by Jackson. By 1822, Polk was seriously courting Sarah Childress. They were married on January 1, 1824. Her upbeat personality helped Polk's political career a lot. In 1824, James was elected to the House of Representatives as a member of the Democratic Party. When Jackson became president in 1829, Polk was his biggest supporter. Jackson was Old Hickory and Polk became known as Young Hickory. He was Jackson's point man in all his legislative fights, especially uh, the fight to get rid of the Second Bank of the U.S. From 1835 to 1839, Polk was Speaker of the House during the end of Jackson's presidency and the first two years of Martin Van Buren's administration. As the economic depression called the Panic of 1837 took hold and made the Democrats unpopular, Polk decided to lead the House of Representatives. In 1839, he was elected Governor of Tennessee. Almost immediately, people began pushing Polk as uh, the vice presidential nominee with Van Buren in the presidential election of 1840. Polk not only didn't get the nomination, but he lost his re-election campaign for governor in 1841 and lost another attempt to be governor in 1843. It appeared that his political career was over. <clears throat> Polk's political career was revived by an idea whose time had come and blunders by Martin Van Buren and Henry Clay. Manifest Destiny was the idea that the U.S. would inevitably expand to the Pacific Ocean and that we deserve to. President Jefferson spoke of the idea, Andrew Jackson supported it, but by 1844 the idea was supported by the majority of Americans. Martin Van Buren was the leading candidate for the Democratic nomination in 1844. He was the former president, how you see. He rejected the idea of annexing Texas, which had broken away from Mexico in 1836. That was the wrong answer for Democrats. Andrew Jackson pushed for Polk to be nominated, and he was. Polk campaigned on annexation of both Texas and Oregon. He made four promises during the campaign. One, reduce the tariff. 
2. Establish an independent treasury. 3. Settle the Oregon boundary. And 4. Acquire California. His opponent, Henry Clay, a Whig, made the same mistake Van Buren did. He was against Texas annexation. Polk won the election. Texas was annexed within a few months of Polk's inauguration. The tariff was lowered and the independent treasury was established to bring America's financial system in order. And that lasted all the way up until the Federal Reserve System was installed in 1913. <laughs> Polk had campaigned on annexing all of Oregon, risking war with England. In practice, though, he compromised and approved a treaty splitting Oregon at the 49th parallel. Polk had also hoped to buy California, uh, New Mexico, and Utah from Mexico. He didn't want a war. He sent a minister, John Slidell, to offer $25 million for the territory, but Mexico's president refused to even see him. Polk then sent troops under Zachary Taylor's command to a disputed borderland with Texas. Mexico could either accept the land as America's or attack. Mexico attacked, and the Mexican War began. California was quickly taken by the U.S. Navy. <clears throat> General Taylor uh, won a number of battles and took control of northern Mexico. And then Winfield Scott uh, did an amphibious invasion of Mexico at Veracruz and conquered Mexico City. Nicholas Trist negotiated the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo in which the U.S. paid Mexico $15 million for the lands they had already conquered. Some thought this was an unjust war against Mexico and would lead to more conflict over slavery. Historians believe the land acquired during the Mexican War was a major cause of the Civil War 13 years later. Polk denied that slavery had any role in the war. Polk was a workaholic. He worked up to 20 hours a day during his presidency. He once said, no president who performs his duties faithfully and conscientiously can have any leisure. Polk wore himself out. On his trip home to Nashville after leaving office, he contracted cholera. As he lay near death, he was finally baptized by a Methodist minister. He died on June 15, 1849. His last words were, I love you, Sarah, for all eternity, I love you. I consider James K. Polk to be one of the top five American presidents. He completed Manifest Destiny by acquiring Oregon, California and Texas. He kept all of his promises and did it all in one term. And then he went out and died so we didn't have to hear too much about him anymore. What more do you want from a president? Thank you for listening to Abbreviated Bios. If you enjoy these short biographies, please subscribe to the podcast.